Welcome to the Age of Plastic podcast with your secret hippie host, me, Andrea Fox. This is your environmental podcast, cutting through some of the overwhelm for people who want to do a little bit better, but don't really know where to start. I talk to some people who know better than me, and hopefully we all learn something. Now, I called it the Age of Plastic podcast because I think this can refer to any nonsense belongings, not just single-use items, kids' toys, unwanted gifts, clothes with the label still on. I bet somewhere along the line, even if it's not made of plastic, maybe plastic was used in its delivery, like polystyrene in boxes, for example. Now, I've started to look at every single thing that I bring into my life, and if it's good for the environment, if I'm doing something harmful, if there's something I can change. And I think this journey all started for me with a massive declutter, which was super necessary as we used to live in a tiny small flat. I didn't do this on my own, though. I had some help, and that is where today's guest comes in. Her name's Elizabeth Dannon, and she's from Edit, Elizabeth Dannon Interior Therapy. She's someone who's turned her skill for interior styling and getting rid of unnecessary items into a career. And it's more than just scatter cushions, guys. She believes that the objects you surround yourself with have a massive effect on your well-being, your happiness, and therefore your physical health. And one of the ways that she helps people is by space clearing. See, we won't be saying decluttering by the end of this podcast. Space clearing. This is so we can appreciate the space that we have and the things that we have. It doesn't mean going and buying unnecessary items. So on the podcast today, we discuss the hardest thing that people find to declutter, the rise of fast interiors, and why more stuff doesn't equal happiness. But we started off with why she decided to call herself an interior therapist rather than interior designer. So I was an interior designer before, Mm -hmm. and had kind of looked at everybody else's way of being an interior designer and done my research, looked at the competition. Kind of realized that people were, a lot of the time, trying to sell. So part of the, um, their process, they'd obviously be affiliated with certain brands. So they'd be there kind of selling, trying to sell the furniture um, to that client rather than perhaps looking at how their lives were at that time and what they wanted out of their spaces. I'm not saying that was everybody, but I just noticed there was a bit of, you know, a bit of a sort of gap in the market for looking at how people are living first of all. So rather than kind of clearing everything out and starting again or adding more stuff to what they already had based on trends or whatever I thought right let's actually look at the kind of depth of this and think right how can this be therapeutic um, for people so um, I called myself um, well I'm called Edit because I woke up one morning thinking of the brand name and I thought I want to have my name in it so it's Elizabeth Dannon and then interior design didn't quite work because it would have been edited (laughs) And then I was like, right. And then thought of therapy maybe a week later and then was like, oh, brilliant, perfect word. And then that kind of started me thinking about editing our lives, editing what we have, and then kind of got into decluttering, which is, well, not how I met you, obviously. (laughs) But that's each other for longer than that. Yeah, but we went through the process together, didn't we? And I, I just found that the important thing was to not just design for people, but first of all, clear out what they don't need because then what normally happens is when you clear out what you don't need, all the things that you really love start to come to the surface and then you actually don't need to buy much more, which is great, so it makes it affordable too. Because I often think that when it comes to interior design, interior therapy, a lot of people think it's quite luxury and I suppose with what you do you have elements of that because you do things like property styling. 
But like you just said, we all have to live in a certain amount of space. Why not? Yeah. Why not use that to the best ability that we can? Yeah. And also, you know, living in London before, we have small spaces. Most people have to rent. Um, if you're lucky enough to buy, you want to be able to make sure that space is perfect for you, you know, because you're investing a lot of money there. So I've always dealt with small spaces and um, enjoyed the challenge, actually, to, you know, make sure, like, everything works well. Just focusing on what does that person do in a day? Where does that person want to be? Like, for example, you mentioned that you would quite like to do, was it knitting? Yes, being and more arts and crafts. Yeah. And Isn't that sad? <laughs> no, it's not. It's great. And you had, like, your craft basket, but that was underneath a huge pile of things that you didn't particularly like. So to then try and go in and look at that pile to get that all away and then create a space where you can do knitting. Okay, that might might not have happened just yet. Yeah. But it's nice to know. Yeah, it's nice to know it's there. Um, But back to the sort of interior design thing, I think everybody deserves, you know, it doesn't need to be, well, it is a luxury service, but it doesn't need to be really expensive. You can use what you already have. You can look at the kind of psychology behind the things that you have kept and why. And they can be really positive things, like you love the picture that somebody drew for you or your um, grandma's jewellery, you know, whatever it might be, but it's about appreciating those things that you already have. Yeah, exactly. And when, I, I know you, when it comes to styling and stuff, you tend to reuse a lot of the same items. So it's yeah. uh, from property to property. So that's all quite sustainable as well, isn't it? So Yeah, exactly. So it's you, you know making sure that when I do select items for like a, a styling um, project, that it's the kinds of things that would work in lots of different um, apartments or bigger houses and you know choosing neutral um, coloured sofas and beds you know things that are going to be quite big if you just go neutral on those mm-hmm. and then you can add pops of colour with cushions <laughs> and what have you but you can accessorise as you would like an outfit so yeah. let's say you know you've got grey jumper on and, and lovely blue jeans today you. but you've accessorised with sparkly green socks and <laughs> a gold necklace yeah so and a bright orange handbag usual. Thanks. So yeah just Thanks, think, think of it like that you know accessorising your home yeah and who doesn't yeah. love a scatter cushion right <laughs> yeah. I have as you've mentioned like um, I have walked the walk with the decluttering you ha- did make me throw out so much stuff and I was realising yeah. before coming to chat to you for the podcast I can't even remember half of the stuff we got rid of. Wow. Which just goes to show, like, why was I keeping it? Yeah. But most people don't realise that, um, you know, you think you need these things and you feel comforted being surrounded by them, but actually that is... You're very uncomfortable without realising it. Mm. So as soon as it's gone, it's like some kind of miracle. You're like, oh, completely forgotten. Like you've... The sort of men in black have come in and just gone, (laughs) like, you've, you've forgotten everything now. And it's... Yeah, like, how did you feel after after everything had gone what was the the sort of feeling? yeah really good like I think there was a lot of guilt of not wanting to get rid of things I'd been given but yeah. they weren't necessarily things that I used or needed yeah and there was some stupid stuff like trying to get the right lampshade I think I bought and then had to return yeah. loads of stuff and I think it's it just if you don't work with like the space that you've got and the things that you actually need you end up it's expensive and kind of wasteful I yeah. think has anyone noticed the things that have gone? No, no. not at all. <laughs> Do you remember me having to convince you of that? <laughs> yes. Like, don't worry, people aren't going to look for these things when <laughs> yeah. they come round. Yeah, because yeah. when we were trying to sell our flat, you were like, you can take the telly off the wall. 
no yeah. one will notice. Yeah. And it honestly took ages. That was ages. hard to say. <laughs> I was like, oh God, are they going to are they gonna hate me for this? Or, yeah. But you were you guys were fine, weren't you? Yeah. And it was like so many things, like items of furniture that... Uh, we had some Ikea drawers that Rich would have just like put in the skip. And I was yeah. like, no way, I'm going to put this up on Spock or something. Yeah. He was like, that'll never sell. It's old. Yeah. I, so I changed yeah. all on your advice as well, painted all of the kitchen cupboards and changed the handles, which I'm made so it look a lot bigger. Yeah. <laughs> Such a big job. I'm so proud of myself. Yeah. All of the old Ikea ha- handles, which was like, no one's going to want those. I put them on eBay, 12 quid. Wow. So it's just this idea of like, everything is rubbish or waste when you do come to change things in your house yeah. is nonsense because someone else will want it. Yeah, and you see these like big skips outside, you know, houses, mm. obviously there's some that have like filled with rubble, but it almost scares me like what people probably put in their bins. You know, you have this big black bin bag, let's say, which we I was thinking this actually as I put the bins out today. Um, <laughs> I was like, I'm putting plastic into a plastic bag and chucking it in the bin. I'm guilty also of chucking, you know, larger items like, you know, maybe old handbags or something like that. And I'm like, I feel really bad doing this. It's like having that conscious thing of, okay, I don't need it, but somebody else might like it. And the thing that we do actually on, on our road, we've got a little, you know, a little bit out the front garden and we just put stuff on the wall. I just put like, even things like, um, nice kind of cushion covers and I make sure I wash them and stuff like that. But I actually can't be asked to put things up on um, eBay or anything (laughs) like I am a bit lazy like that but at the same time as well I think yeah if you can if you can make money from it brilliant because then you can feel even better about it but actually the act of donating something Mm. um, to someone you may not even know like and they they walk along and go oh I really like that you know exactly Um, it's like charity bags you can sometimes fill them up you don't even have to take them to charity they'll come and collect them from your house yeah if you're as lazy as me it's brilliant (laughs) I I do go to the charity shops sometimes yeah yeah I I actually have got into buying from charity shops as well but you have to know which areas to go to get the like yeah second hand designer stuff (laughs) South Ken and stuff yeah Yeah. exactly you're on to me but um just to flag up for anyone listening we are in Brighton and I think Brighton is a particular place where you leave stuff out the house and people will take it oh yeah plenty of students exactly we were both there that's (laughs) yeah being students in Brighton going yeah I'm gonna have that chair yeah take that away it's like a luxury for yeah somebody that walks along the street we had built-in shelving units either side of the fireplace in the living room which we decided to get rid of because they just kind of add clutter to Mm -hmm. space like put some shelves up like what can I fill it with so we thought right let's get rid of those took them all out as units and someone had clearly spent a lot of time you know making these kind of hand-built units which were like I felt a bit bad sorry guys but we just popped them out the front of the house um in front of our window which made the room quite dark for a while (laughs) but I was like someone will take them I just know it and we were about to take them to the dump and then a guy just knocked on our door and said oh we can we have the units and we were like yeah sure go for it in fact I think they just took the first one without even asking which was fine and then came back and said, can we have the other one? He's like, yeah, of course. And we're like, oh my God, magic, they're yeah. gone. And it just feels so good to know that what you don't need anymore yeah. is going to help someone else. And the energy that may you may have had of that item, and we talk about energy of items in a bit, if you like, but that doesn't necessarily need to transfer to the next person. So if you hate something, it doesn't mm. mean that somebody else might not love it. Mm. So it's kind of recognising that one at some point, perhaps you did actually like that item. So 
it might bring joy to someone else. Exactly. That's very Mary Kondo, isn't it? it Mar- is. Mar- yeah. Marie Kondo, yeah. To go, thank you, item, and goodbye. Yeah, or... and goodbye, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. energy of items, then. Okay, so, um, it starts with when you buy the item, or if you're given it to, if it's given to you by somebody. So, um, if you're buying the item yourself, you know, first of all, do do you need it? Mm-hmm. Um do you really, really love it? Um, and also, will it kind of make you feel good? You know, like, I don't need to have candles, but I love having candles. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Love a candle. Exactly, right. So those kinds of things, you know, just have a little question of yourself, you know, when you're walking around HomeSense. I'm not name-dropping, <laughs> but we love HomeSense, so I'm allowed. I'm, I'm just going to do it. Um, you know, and you're walking around going, okay, right, oh, I could get another um, plastic silicon spoon or whatever, and all these extra kind of bits and bobs, you get a bit sidetracked, don't you? So it's just a case of consciously buying. When you get it home, you know, make, well, even before that, if you can, making sure you have the space for it. Like, okay, so you've got an old wooden spoon you're not going to use anymore. Um, Throw it in the fire, recycle it, whatever you need to do. And then there's a place for it. So it's it's about having the item that you actually need will have kind of good energy in it if you have made a conscious decision that you would like that mm. which is why when somebody buys us something that we don't particularly like obviously the energy of that item is going to make us feel guilty mm. even though it's not our fault let's say i'm doing an inverted commas here <laughs> yeah. um, and it's not the other person's fault because they may have thought that we would have liked something like that um which can actually bring us on to wish lists christmas yeah so i saw um some radio presenter moaning about people who have very specific christmas lists and saying, like, I'm not Amazon. Now, I think I do not want stuff that I don't need. Like, even mm-hmm. though we have a bigger place now, I don't want to fill it with things I don't need and things that I don't love. I also don't want people wasting their money. Yeah. And I would rather buy something for someone that I think they're going to like. Or gift receipts, guys. Gift receipts. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I've done this Christmas with anything that I've gone off list. I keep a list in my phone for Christmas of anything that people mention throughout the year that they might like so that when it comes to Christmas and I also keep a list of like stuff that I want so I've got a very specific list this year of we we really want this thing because then I can ask for something that we want for Christmas rather than getting loads of stuff we don't need and I think that's I don't I think that's being more conscious yes I think it's perfectly reasonable and it's yeah it's gonna help the planet um and you're saying I actually need this so like my sister needs a griddle pan for example I want to get her that because I know she'll actually use it and she needs it whereas there's this thing I think where people think oh I'm pretty certain Andrea would love this top or whatever and it's it's really not up to us to decide what somebody else would like um as much as we might think we're great at you know doing presents or whatever and I suppose it's so fun to give, isn't it? And thinking of the other person and what they'd like. But if 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 there's somebody's clearly said, I'd really like these certain things. And I used to have a massive list, which my family used to take the piss out of me for. Really? Um, <laughs> on Amazon. And they'd be like, uh, yeah, there's like items on there for £500. But, you know, I was just mucking around, kind of like, this is what I would like in an yes. ideal world. Why don't you all give me a £10 voucher for every birthday and Christmas for the next 10 yeah. years and maybe I'll get that Yeah, thing. save up. Right. So, but the good thing was, because there was so much on the list, it was like almost a, 
you know, an ideal life situation with all the bits and bobs and you forget about it. So it is a surprise when the person gives you the gift. I used to be very surprised. And again, they would take the mickey out of me for <laughs> being so, they're like, you had it on your list, Liz. Like, what's wrong with you? I'd be like, yeah, but it's still a surprise. It's still very exciting. And I love it because I've asked for it. You yeah, know? exactly. Um, so yeah, absolutely more conscious way of buying. And it means that that person isn't going to chuck it in landfill or exactly. get rid of it as soon as you've left. There's so much plastic tat around at Christmas as well and I was yeah. listening to this thing where someone was talking about changing their Christmas colour theme every year oh. and I was like, Jesus doesn't care about your bauble colours, Carol like, yeah. Jesus <laughs> uh, that's Good not Christmas what, name It's <laughs> not what Christmas is about you know, like, I, yeah. I, I don't know it just seems super wasteful, I mean if you are going to get rid of Christmas decorations, like give them to a charity or a shelter or a refuge yeah. they'll probably want your old plastic Christmas tree Yeah, exactly, and that's actually the, the funny thing about interiors as well, you know, we're talking about fa- fast fashion, mm. and there's fast interiors so this is something i had no idea about yes so you know there are i'm not going to name any names but the fashion stores now have their own little home departments and some of them are really good we've agreed on on this Um, (laughs) yeah basically it's this kind of this lifestyle thing now isn't it you know you know the whole rose gold and um, blush pink and stuff and it's great that people are getting excited about these colors and and some of these objects but what's happening is it's becoming trends and it's becoming um every year you know there's a different kind of color palette as if you were to buy a new wardrobe of clothes every year it's that kind of thing and what happens is it's like with fashion if we were to wear the same dress it may not look as good on one of us yeah. or you know if you got a whole group no shut up <laughs> <laughs> if we had a whole group of people or you know certain colors and yeah that wouldn't necessarily work for us as as people with our complexion or whatever mm. it might be, but also just the way that we feel in that colour. So if you're trying to apply um, a trend to a, en masse with lots of people, they might think, oh, I like that, you know, and then they bring it home and they realise it doesn't work with everything that they have or they just don't really like it, mm. so they chuck it. And then there is this thing of here's the trend right so I'm gonna I'm gonna chuck um you know all, all the stuff that I've bought for my you know the lamps and everything yeah and get this new one you know it's like it, and these things are starting to happen and it's just the same thing again it's it's becoming sort of landfill stuff that people want and it's crazy they it? don't like, the old styles anymore you used to even just buying a whole new wardrobe every year seems crazy to me but I suppose there yeah. are people that do it um, a whole new wardrobe of clothes, I mean. But buying a new whole yeah. whole new wardrobe or a different, you know, redoing your house in yeah. whatever the latest thing is, I think that's just... It just seems so ludicrous. Yeah, and it's almost like, I think for some people, it's a bit of an obsession, you know. Mm. And it, it kind of signifies to me or signals to me that perhaps that person doesn't feel very settled in themselves if they're constantly having to change their environment or that they haven't really found out what their style is. that makes sense yeah one of the things that we talked about before is just everything to do with thinking about your life in a more mindful way and I know that's been kind of like hijacked by people who want to sell candles and stuff the word mindful but a bit like fast fashion and fast interiors if you think a bit more carefully about what you bring into your life you're probably going to make better decisions which will make you happier in the long run yeah so you're at the crux of what I do is making sure 
that a person's environment makes them happy that's it it's it's so clear to me and i it's so clear to me how to help them do that whereas to the person that is perhaps you know surrounded by clutter or things they don't need or want and they've got this energy that perhaps they're they're coming out of their house you know they've got ready for work getting out of the house and going okay right do work get home oh it's a mess never mind sort it tomorrow or we spend this weekend clearing out the place you know and you have these like grand dreams of doing these big things and just never gets done because you're tired you know Mm. um and yeah so it's it's about really stripping back absolutely everything you have so with you for example what we did was we took do you remember we took everything out we all I always start with the wardrobe because pieces of clothing you know the things that you wear every day say a lot about that person is and that the hardest thing people find when it comes to, when you come to decluttering yes which is why we start with that i mean i think if we were to do it another way and start with objects it wouldn't make as much sense so the reason i start with the wardrobe is because it's much it's much easier to find out why a person is attached to something so i'll figure out whether or not you were uh, attached to an item of clothing because somebody gave it to you for example I don't think we found that with you at all so that then made it easier to then look at objects afterwards to see and and you would have kind of made that decision in your mind like oh I don't need that yeah so even though it's the hardest thing to look at it's also the quickest way of kind of getting to like the, the deeper stuff yeah the deeper I think people things. are used to taking like clothes to the charity so maybe yeah. it, do you find like that's an e- easy thing to go in before you start going okay yeah. Now all of these objects now we get rid of the same everything. way as those jeans you weren't wearing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because yeah. we got in the small flat that we had. Me and Rich lived in a one bed, and I had to really tell my mother, who it's the Irish thing if you never arrive empty-handed. Yeah, I had to tell her like, please don't bring us any more stuff because we just don't have space in the flat. And she got really good at it. And now we've moved to a bigger place. She started bringing us things again, and I'm like, oh. whoa, 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 <laughs> no, no, yeah. no. I don't want you wasting your money. I know you're being sweet, but it's it's really hard to kind of get that across to people that me yeah. and Rich, especially Rich with his minimal minimalistic tastes, just want to have no stuff brought for us. Thank you very much. Yeah, and a bigger space doesn't mean more things. That's the thing as well. Like I think sometimes you you have a you live in a small space and you stuff things into nooks and crannies. And then you move house into a bigger space and you fill that you can fill that space too very mm. easily. It's much easier to fill a space than it is to kind of pare back everything. But I think with, you know, going back to kind of your state of mind and, and general happiness, you know, starting off your day in, in your home, or you might work from home as well, or you go out to work, just knowing that everything is where it needs to be, everything that you have you love and you use or wear, and it's it's like almost like having like a PA at home, you know, because you just know everything's there. It's like, oh yeah, that's there. I don't How need could to... that not make you happy as well? Yeah, exactly. And so then everything else in life flows much more easily, and you mm. feel happier about yourself. Like even image wise, you know, you're wearing the clothes that you love most, so you look good each day. That might th- then help you address the fact that you're not going to the gym. I'm not saying you <laughs> one. What are you not trying to say, Liz? No, no, look fabulous, darling. Um, but yeah, so it's, it kind of has a knock-on effect because then you feel happier about yourself and the reflection of of yourself almost back at you with your environment so then it kind of leads you on to go right well what else could I change what else could I simplify you know whether it's less technology um less stress you know if, if you're fed up with your environment and it's cluttered and everything and then that gets cleared you might go to work and go actually I'm quite fed up with 
that person speaking to me like that yeah. or or being treated a certain way um, because you're then treating yourself well you expect more um, I guess from others it's the whole kind of treat others as you would treat yourself but yeah. also if you're treating yourself well you're going to treat other people well and that will kind of mirror back to you totally so. and I think people are like oh in interior therapy interior design but if you're happy in your home, like you said, it filters into everything. Because when I've yeah. been unhappy where I've been living, whether it's cluttered or whether I've had issues with housemates in the past, like mm. it really affects everything in your life. Yeah. So you told me this fact that one in three of us are hoarders. Yes. Which That's I've, crazy. That shocked me too. Mm. Um, Despite the fact you've dealt with so many. <laughs> yeah, dealt with so many. But I was one myself as well. So I know how it feels. And I think... Um, I couldn't do this with people unless I'd been through it myself. And the, the whole starting point of this was when I moved away from, like, well, it was before this that I started Edit, that I guess the most relatable thing that I went through was moving out from London <laughs> back to my mum's, which wasn't <laughs> ideal. This is when I properly set up the business, you know. Life broke down all around me, you know, you, you, know, you name it. And I had all this stuff and my lovely brothers came and picked me up and I said, we're going to need to hire a van. <laughs> Not a small van, you know, a fairly <laughs> sizable white van, you know, um, with the sort of box ones. And we put everything in and just managed to shut the doors. And it was all just this stuff that I'd kept and not let go of over all the years. Got to my mum's, filled up her garage, poor mum, and I couldn't deal with it for two months. Everything else was... Uh, had been thrown up you know in life and I was questioning everything and in the back of my mind or kind of in the back of the house where the garage was I knew it was there and it would mm. it would almost haunt me you know I'd be like oh god I've got all this stuff I've got to look through it oh I don't mm. want to do it and my mum would kind of casually say hey let's maybe, maybe could pop in the garage for a bit and sort <laughs> stuff out um hint, hint. yeah and it it got got to you know January that I moved back there got to summer and then I was like right I feel ready to deal with this and I think you've got to be ready as well you've got to make that choice yourself because you know I've never pushed anybody into to doing it or tried to convince someone is doing it I think. yeah it would be really cruel and I, I don't suggest it to anybody and I I certainly wouldn't say something if I walked into somebody's house I'd probably notice but I would feel for them rather than judging like mm. um because I know how it feels to not be able to let go of things and to have this you know almost like anger if somebody says like oh just get rid of that you know and so the the whole thing was you've kind done of it you've attached. been there and done yeah it. I've been there and done it and I think it's I I love it so much because I get to experience like the you know the emotions with that person as well and mm. most people do cry <laughs> I did find even though we're friends I found it really emotional and I felt really yeah. embarrassed for the things that I was like I can't get rid of that because of this feeling of guilt and you didn't push me to get rid of anything that I wasn't comfortable with at all, but just facing up to that thing, which I hadn't said out loud to anyone, but me and Rich yeah. totally knew was the case, just yeah. made it so much easier to go, what am I doing? Yeah. Why am I dragging all this stuff but around it's not, in my it's life? not silly. It's so normal. You know, we live in a world where we're advertised to constantly. We are consumers. You know, we are that, that generation almost as well of like, you can have whatever you want. You can upgrade. Mm. You can do this, that and the other. And it's all out there. So it's knowing and accepting and, and saying, okay, this has happened, you know, I've built up stuff, but it's okay and I'm going to do something about it and and it will just, it will make you feel so much better. Yeah, we totally you know? did. And it was so yeah. funny because 
I was really into your way of working, which we'll go into a little bit later, I think. You kind of ask like about your perfect spaces and perfect days. And my partner, Rich, was super, really like, mm, is this going to work? And he was, by the end of it, totally convinced. Yeah. <laughs> Every suggestion you made where he was like, oh, we're not doing that. And, the, and I managed yeah. to wear him down. As soon as we did it, he was like... Oh my god, so it looks amazing. And I love that. I actually love <laughs> I love I love the resistance in people because I think I think you'd made the decision for the both of you that you were <laughs> yeah. gonna do this, you know. And Rich would say it was a lot of my stuff in the flat as well, which oh, yeah, also would. might be the case. Well, yes, but I mean that's another thing is that people project their own stuff onto the other person <laughs> when they know that they probably could do with clearing out some stuff as well. And it definitely wasn't all your stuff. But it's um he was great to work with as well and him describing his ideal day. So mm. you know, I can't do this, I'm not really sure. And it's patience. It's patience with yourself and he did it. And yeah. then he was like he was going on and on and he was a glass of wine, just like, yeah, you know, and I can't remember the, the full story, <laughs> but you know, it was just it's so fun to hear what people's ideal days would be like. And then what we do is we then extract um, certain things that you can do right now. So things that you could have, for example, like, um, you know, most people say, like, oh, I'd love to have luxurious toiletries or like a lovely bathrobe or... And it's like, well, all those things you can have right now. So you begin to then live once you're obviously decluttered. You can add in those items that mean so much to you that would actually make you feel like a millionaire. Mm. Um, And then that that has a positive knock-on effect and you start to treat yourself better and yeah so it's back yeah. to that again it's it's just a by treating yourself well your life is going to be better yeah and we've really thought about everything we bring into the house now from larger items down to smaller items yeah. and that just makes you when you think about things a bit more then you tend to you know have a better kind of attachment and um to the thing that you've brought into your home because you really love it. Yeah, it's healthier. And also knowing that if that thing did disappear, mm. that you wouldn't feel irked by it. You would just be yeah. like, oh, well, never yeah. mind. It's like going back to your van of um, stuff. And uh, my friend moved to a bigger house and they completely filled it. And she, I was just saying to her, she was saying to us, now that you've moved to a bigger place, you'll do what we did and completely fill it with things. And without being mean, I was thinking, like, you if you love all of this stuff, great. But to me, this is, like, clutter. Like, I don't think you've personally chosen every single item. Sounds really judgmental. Like, she loves her house. No, but that's because you've been through the process. Like, I'm certain that perhaps you may not have thought that way before. And you may not have been able to see it. But as soon as you can see it, you notice it everywhere, don't you? You yeah. know, you go into people's houses. And it isn't judgmental. Like I said, it's it's an empathy, isn't it? Of, like little does that does that person know that actually just this is just stuff and you can just get rid of it and it's yeah. fine and, and you'll feel so much you'll be like oh uh, yeah oh, i feel so much yeah. lighter now oh, i didn't I'm need that yeah. weighed down by all of this the old versions of my life or the old versions of me or whatever it was that yeah. i was lugging around that's another thing isn't it um having stuff that's from your past can actually just yeah. take you backwards or, or you just stagnate in that part of your life yeah totally and I think um, I was having this conversation with a friend who moved to the UK from Australia um, and she only had a 24 kilogram suitcase and she managed oh, wow. to pack all of her life in that. And I was like, that's amazing. And then she said to me, she's been here something like seven years now. She's in Australia at the moment seeing family. 
she's still got a room of stuff of like woks and pans and kitchen stuff and things that you would never bring I was like you could have made some money on that seven years ago when it was brand new yeah and just got rid of it all and she's going back now to like sort through it oh like, no. you, you so it's just if she'd just been able to go you know what if I have to move back and buy all this stuff again fine yeah but I'm gonna sell it now and I'm, all I'm gonna have is this 24 yeah. kilogram suitcase like I don't know, I think she'd probably feel better about that. I don't think she feels great about the fact that she's got to go back and sort through it all now. Yeah, and because you, you know, if you're making a different move in your life, you can't then plan for the life that you're going to have seven years ahead, Mm. or even a year ahead when you get back, you know, unless it's like a really lovely sofa or something that you want to put into storage, you know, bigger items, fair enough. Yeah. But But she was like, it's a load of kitchen stuff, and I was like... No come on it's just silly isn't it yeah, yeah. and I, but I just really felt for her that now she's got to go back and look at like yeah her old life in like a big room and sort through it but she probably needs to do that yeah in order for her to move on you know she may have had um had it in the back of back of her mind even all this time just going oh god I'm gonna have to go back mm. and sort that out like it's annoying mm-hmm. so yeah the, the the present moment thing is really important too that whatever you're sitting in or existing in in your environment what in this moment what do you not need because you're not going to need it in a year's time yeah or maybe even a month's time you're just going to be like annoyed by it so yeah get rid donate and i was um you mentioned um the was it consumed um oh yes on netflix yeah at the moment which ties into like minimalism as well i watched that movie recently on netflix that's great yeah um, so for people who haven't seen it, like minimalism is basically like having the absolute minimum items you can. Yeah. And the consumed show, show sounded really interesting as well. Yeah, it's brilliant. So they they go the next level. It's in America. Um, it's probably about fifteen years old. Um, so it's quite dated, but the principles are amazing. So she goes in, makes the family living in um, complete clutter, and I watch it and go, oh gosh, you know, I. I feel for them because I'm like oh you have no idea your life's about to change it's brilliant (laughs) and then they get rid of everything put it in a warehouse and they have to have um one small suitcase each and then 10 non-essential items so it kind of helps them to figure out what's important and then start talking to each other and spending time with each other in this massive space which can feel for some of them or most of them it feels very revealing and kind of like oh you know I've got to got to actually talk to my family and <laughs> kind of interact with them and yeah it's a brilliant program and then they have to go into the warehouse and look at everything and get rid of I think it's 75 percent of wow. their stuff and they do it they do it every time and they have a great life after I think one of them relapsed back into accumulating clutter but that particular one you could tell she needed a lot further help kind yeah. of you know psychologically um which you know is, is another part of of that you know it does go deep stuff that you have that you hold on to it does go deep and like I said when people end up crying in my sessions it's totally fine and it's it's a good thing it's a release mm. um so yes it, it's important to realize that we are human and we we get attached to things we get attached to people and um it's having that differentiation isn't it between sort of love of family and uh nature or whatever it might be compared to you know things because they are just things when it comes to having a bit more of a sustainable outlook on what you bring into your home and things like that are there any kind of 
um, examples of good sustainability you think in interiors or any things that you recommend if people are like right I'm going to try and clear out some stuff and bring in some better things into my home so I think um, for sustainability but also your health so um, in our flat we have kind of stripped it all back as you can see <laughs> and uh, spent a lot of time but not much money at all um, just making sure that we have all natural materials um, so whether you're renting or you've bought let's say you know your flooring is all sort of plasticky laminate everywhere it yeah, depends if you want nylon carpet yeah exactly <clears throat> so the, the chemicals in in those types of things not necessarily laminate but um, the carpet certainly and curtains look at what you're buying and make sure it's 100% cotton or 100% wool or whatever it is you know this this carpet is 100% wool and the curtains are 100% cotton um yeah so it, it, making sure that the materials are natural and sustainable so if you're buying like wooden furniture make sure it's um, made from you know wood from sustainable forests also it makes it a lot more high end so if you're buying natural materials it will naturally <laughs> make you well make you feel better health wise but also it everything just looks better you know mm. if you're buying think of thinking of the positive materials you know like marble and stone and mm. wood and um glass and and brass and you know all those kinds of things they're they're natural and they will just instantly look high end as well so wow. so win 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 for your home all the wins yeah um, so we've talked a lot about decluttering and obviously you have your own method but have you got any top tips for people listening to the podcast who want to go home right now and okay. have a little look at their own homes <laughs> okay so one one thing I change um, so straight away is I don't call it decluttering I call it space clearing because decluttering has feels cluttered in itself because you've got the word clutter in there and I know that sounds really kind of like I'm being very specific but if you think of it as clearing, you're you're basically you're clearing the way for something better to come along. So, first of all, get that in your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about meditation as well before, but I think it is important to get yourself into the sort of frame of mind where your head feels clear and you feel relaxed and sort of able to look at things in an, an objective way without feeling stressed. Um, don't have anybody else in the room with you <laughs> it's a personal process unless it's me of course yeah I was um, going to say yeah <laughs> um but you know you you don't necessarily well you definitely don't need somebody else's opinion that's that can sometimes make you hold on to things or get rid of things that you're not ready to get rid of and that you haven't gone through the process of so I'd say top tip start with your wardrobe take everything out and put it onto the bed and then you have your empty wardrobe same goes for drawers and everything and then what you need to do is go through each item, take it off the bed, have a look at it. Have you worn it, you know, recently? Who got it for you? How do you feel about it? Um, <laughs> is it, it the right still? fit? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then if it's if you love it and you're like, I love this jumper, whatever, then hang it up very nicely on a hanger and just pop it back in. And then what you'll end up with is a wardrobe full of clothes that you love mm. and that actually fit nicely in the wardrobe. And if you've got space, don't fill it. Just be like, okay, that's the space for... Oh, and as you're doing this, um, make a list of items that you feel you don't have that you would really love. So like a, 
a classic pair of black jeans, you know, Topshop mm. jeans that was on my list for a while. Yeah. We're like really name dropping here, but <laughs> we're definitely not sponsored. Um, so yeah, not yet. yeah, not yet. Yeah. Um, so those kind of, so you have a list with you as well, like mm. things you'd absolutely love. And then whatever's left over, you can have a maybe pile, mm. which you readdress within about sort of maybe two weeks time. And then the rest you put into charity bags, whatever, and just go straight to the charity shop. Get them out of your house as soon as you can, and you'll forget about them completely. Yeah, so that's the first. I definitely did. First step. Yeah. <laughs> and that is that is quite a good easy thing I think that most people can tackle. Yeah. In a day, but yeah, brilliant. Yeah. So, what else are you uh, working on right now? So at the moment, um, as the year comes to an end, things are obviously quieting down a bit. But I've just launched my edit workshops. Um, which uh, I'm having one on the 18th of December in my home. This will be the first one, which you are coming to as well for a refresh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And what we will do in the workshop, so um, we go through the process of space clearing and then space styling, so like how how to style your space and how to find your own unique style. It's going to be quite interesting being in a, a group environment with, with lots of feedback from everybody and seeing what, what everybody's style is and, and having the discussion of perhaps things that are hard to get rid of and you know why people find it that way. And I think it might be a, a nice environment for everybody, really. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. I think it's going to be quite cathartic. Yes. That's definitely something. That space clearing yes. is, not decluttering. That's all right. Many. I don't... Yeah. I'm trying to like put out a whole new word there. Well, not word, but phrase. But yeah, I think it helps to kind of just replace it with a, a positive spin i was gonna say yeah decluttering yeah. is quite negative connotation, yeah. so you're right why not give it a positive spin yeah i'm totally down with that um so we always like to ask our guests in an effort to prove i am a lover not a hater um their favorite plastic item so what liz what's your favorite plastic oh. item in your life so having cleared out most plastic <laughs> items in my house there is one main plastic item that i have which is my which are my speakers. Oh, yes. Uh, yes, so love that. Um, and I'd like to actually get more, because you've got a few in your house. We have, we've got the um, <clears throat> name drop Sonos. We've got, <laughs> yeah. we've got some name drop those ones. Yes, yes, I have, yeah. Which actually a friend of mine, he upgraded his sound system and just went, oh, do you want the, the speaker? It's worth oh, yeah. like hundreds of pounds, but he didn't want it anymore. So um, that came to a good home. So, And I'm I'm likely to probably keep that for... God knows how long. My yeah. previous stereo I kept for since my first year at uni, so wow. a very long time. Um, and I actually donated that to friends who needed some speakers recently. So there you go. Yeah, goes around, comes around. eBay and Facebook Marketplace and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and also, I have to ask you, um, who is your environmental hero? Okay, so I've um, been thinking about this and um, I was going to say trees. Um, <laughs> which I think is so sweet. Yeah, I love that you're they a big are heroes. Too. Though I, this is this is going to sound strange, but I don't care because mm-hmm. I'm a little bit strange. Um, I went out to the park yesterday, went on a little walk on my own, um, and uh, just went and touched touched some trees. I couldn't go as far as hugging them, but I just wanted to let them know that I'm grateful for their oxygen and their beauty and the way that they make me feel. You know, just. Honestly, if you're feeling stressed or you're feeling overwhelmed, <laughs> go and hug a tree or just touch it. <laughs> but if you can hug one, put Even your arms better. around it and really push push your heart up against it and it will give you the kind of relaxed energy that you need. I and, that. you know, people get taking the mickey out of 
I'm not sure if I can say pissed, um, <laughs> piss out of, um, I've just said it, there we go. Um, put a bleep, bleep over it, um, that tree huggers are, you know, weird or whatever. Um, and I'm not saying I'm a professional tree hugger, but yeah, go and do that. But a, a, a real life person, um, hero, I would say is Oliver Heath. Okay. He um, runs his own architectural practice, and interiors mm-hmm. practice, and they um, base their designs on um, uh, sort of natural design, um, environmental design, and uh, biophilic design. Biophilia is to do with um, nature and plants. It's to do with the kind of positive effect that nature has on humans. Amazing. And the environment. Thank you so much, Liz. I'm going to go hug a tree now. Okay, good. Let's go to the park now. Okay. (laughs) If you like the sound of that, elizabethdannon.co.uk is where you can find her to find out more about her services and her workshops. I will, of course, link in the show notes as always. I'll also link to an interesting documentary I saw recently, which is called Minimalism on Netflix. It's been out for a while. Basically, it's living with absolutely the least you can, like a hundred objects. There is no room for a plastic spork in that. I found it super interesting. If today's episode was a bit hippie for you, come and hug a tree, guys. I know, I keep calling myself a secret hippie. You didn't believe me, did you? Maybe you love a Saturday splurge. I'm not saying don't do that. Just maybe when you clear out, take it to a charity shop. Also, I don't big up Facebook for very many things, but when we were moving house, Facebook Marketplace was a bit of a revelation. Also, if you are trying to get rid of furniture like we were, many charities will come and take your old furniture away for you. How amazing is that? Especially if, like me, you don't have a car. Or a driving license. Don't judge me. And yes, I did sell some old IKEA cupboard handles on eBay for £12 to my husband's shock, nay, awe. Thanks for listening to the podcast this week. I'm off to eBay all my husband's clothes. One tiny little pre-Christmas favour, please. If you're listening to this podcast and you enjoy it, give us a review. It'll help people like you who want to do something for the planet find us a bit easier. Win-win.